Segunda Show. Hi, this is Anya Marina, and you're listening to my synchronistic soul brother, Andras Jones, on Radio 8 Ball. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here in the studio at Starburns Industries, where we are tributing the great Harry Nilsson and his music with the help of his sons, Kifo and Zach, and a whole bunch of great musicians who are joining us here in the studio, and... Uh, and as often happens with the tribute episodes, I like to just sort of, I don't like to overbook them with guests because I want to have, I want to allow some room for some synchronicity to happen in the room. And uh, we have a guest here to ask a question, someone who I'm just meeting for the first time. He, you, might, you heard him playing guitar on the version of Perfect Day with Morty Coyle and Jordan Zevon. And now he's here to ask his own Nilsson-inspired question. Rick Torres, welcome Thank to Radio Eight Ball. Thank you for having me. And tell us a little bit about how did you how did you get roped into this? this I was volunteered. I was basically shanghaied. I was told that I would had been practicing this song. Yeah, <laughs> and so I did. Yes, and so I practiced this song. Uh, perfect day. I'm a love. Nelson, I mean, great yeah. fan. I remember being a kid and watching the point on television. Everyone, that's everyone's story. Is like Loved it really that. was. That was a brilliant bit of marketing for your father. He totally, just completely invested himself in a whole generation of people who it's so. It's and like, it was such a poignant yeah. story, such a great, great message too. You know, I mean, and as a kid in Hawaii, as like. As who I am in Hawaii. Well, you're, you're pointing to yourself. What does odd, that mean? Odd man out in uh, you know in in Hawaii. Um, it was very appropriate. You know, being the white kid amongst a sea of cocoa and caramel. You know, mm -hmm. I was the totally oddball mm -hmm. in in the room, and it was very very poignant for me. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have any, and uh, beyond that, do you have any particular Nilsson memories or? <sighs> well. Of course, I remember riding around in Hawaii wondering why mm -hmm. you put a lime in a coconut. Morty made a point of me saying, you know, made a point of saying, you got to check out this guy's resume. Oh, yeah, my resume. So who have you, who have you played with? I mean, Morty. Well, you know. um, I had my own band on Chris Blackwell's label called Supreme Beings of Leisure. Trip Hop Acid Chris Jazz. Blackwell's label, you mean Island Records? He, uh, Palm Pictures. He, oh. he sold Island to Polygram. Uh, but he got to keep the palm tree. He got to keep palm, yeah. <laughs> so he did. So he kept palm. So we were on palm, and uh, and then we had another band called Bittersweet. On palm sounds just a little bit dirty. On palm, yeah, 
it was a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Sorry. So you were on, so your your band was on on Palm. Especially when we were on tour. Uh, yeah, it was on Palm. Was yes. Cool. Yeah. And and also I was in the English Beat for twelve years. Really? Yeah, lead guitar player. Wow. For most of that, and then bass for a couple. Very very cool. And we played these shows with everybody. You know, I uh, became an official whaler, honorary whaler, playing some of the reggae shows. Oh wow! Yeah, because you know it's ska and reggae are mm -hmm. sisters. Right. So yeah, we played a lot of reggae festivals. And played with Black Uhuru, Desmond Decker, and you name it. Man. It was great. Is there any reggae, uh, Zach and Kifo? Is there any reggae ska connection to Harry Nilsson? I wouldn't say reggae per se, but the steel drum work of Robert Greenwich does show up a lot. That came in through Van Dyke Parks, and you get the steel drum sound that gives you, you know, that island influence that yeah. I feel like he really went all in on that. He really liked that sound a lot. He liked what it could do, and he liked the way that it blended with all the other elements. Mm -hmm. That's as close as it gets to outright reggae. But then there was, um, Zach, there was that, um, I guess, like Moonshine Bandit, right? Am I, am I mistaken right now? Moonshine Bandit? Moonshine Bandit. I'm not sure about that one. It kind of has a little bit of a reggae vibe yeah. to it, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what I was fishing for. Moonshine Bandit. That's how I think how it goes? Am yeah. I just making this song up? No, this is no, no. <laughs> Where did this song come from? Moonshine Bandit. It's not off the top of my head. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, that song coming to my mind, so I don't know what I'm... That's a really deep cut, because we're all yeah, just stumped. Yeah. yeah like, Moonshine like, Bandit? What well, the hell? Maybe it was one of the demos or something. Maybe it was one of the demos or something. Get Curtis on the phone. Yeah. Tell us, was that in... Would, were you visiting and hanging out at RCA Records with uh, uh, Bones Howe? I love that Bones Howe has been brought up on the show. We've been on the show for three year, for a year, and Bones Howe has been brought up on the show three times already. You know it's a good show when you talk about Bones Howe on three different episodes. Three different. Yeah. Came up in the Chucky Weiss yeah, episode. Oh, Chucky Weiss. It, it, it is. It is. What, it from is. what record? What from, record? From that, that's the way it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. After Sandman. That's one of the, probably the one of the... Definitely lesser known. Right. I had to track that one down very late in my Nilsson family. Yeah, so, so I'm not losing my mind. Moonshine Bandit is a song, and it does have a little bit of a reggae Ray vibe to it. Yeah. Okay. It's like it's not pure, but it does have that definitely. And he did, uh, well, this is more Calypso, but he did uh, the back to back. Back to back, belly to, to belly. belly. Yeah, yeah. I think on the same record, yeah. maybe. Yeah. That and Mucho Mungo, which and again Mucho is not Mungo, right, Yeah, but, but like the clips of it. So that's as close yeah. as we get. Very yeah. Caribbean. Okay, yeah. cool. I knew there was a connection there. Okay, and now I think that does lead us to towards your question. It is a question that I think uh, is sort of ground zero for a lot of Harry Nelson sure. fans. It's something we, that I, I know I wondered, especially as a as a child listener. I'm yeah. prefacing your question because I know what it is. As a child listener, this is one of those things that was kind of a mystery to me like what do these things have to do with each other so what is your question Rick? i always wanted to know what was the impetus what was the inspiration for putting the lime in the coconut what was the inspiration for putting the lime in the coconut and now to engage the pop oracle <laughs> you get to spin the wheel of eight. Na 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 na. What are you doing? What key? B flat A G. Yeah. Oh, I always played it different. That's why it always sounds weird. 
Let's try ah! So, and now to engage the Pop Oracle, Rick Torres, you get to spin the Wheel of Eight. Na, 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 na. Song number six, I'll Never Leave You, performed by Kifo Nelson. How is it that we've spun it four times now and we've not had any repeats? It's, uh, now that? we will. Is it magic? Cool. Man, you guys are, that you way, guys, and I thought you were going to make me play it. I was like, oh, you guys are making me feel bad. I was like, you guys don't know who Chad Bandit was. So just stay here. Stay here. Okay. You yeah. call yourselves Harry Nelson. Sorry, I was trying for a four. I know no one's heard that record. I didn't know what it was either. So you, you call yourself related to him? Sure. Come Sheesh. on, what's wrong? Yeah, I know. Back to back, belly to belly, but I don't give a damn because I'm stone dead. See, in Hawaii, we don't, we don't think we had very many wild limes. We had wild papayas. Have you heard Harry's explanation for no. the song? Um, no. The, the actual... okay, okay. by my 
And that was I'll Never Leave You, from performed by Kifo Nelson, the great Harry Nelson song from Nelson Schmelson. And that was the answer to Rick Torres's question, why what did, was the inspiration? What was the inspiration for the lime and the coconut? And uh, which is also a song from Nelson Schmelson. <laughs> right. So we're now we got into we've got we've been Nelson. We did the point point thing, and now we've mm-hmm. got the Nelson Schmelson Nelson Schmelson thing. So <clears throat> apparently, you can't live without the lime and the coconut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I just you wanted have to, to have it. I just wanted to mention though that kind of a truncated version because I actually didn't sing the the I'll, I'll never leave you that the whole section because yeah. that's really I don't know that part on the piano that well. So that's I just fine. Played the parts I know, but um. I don't know how that song relates to the oh, coconut. I have some ideas, but first, what was it that made you pick that song? Oh, it's just a really beautiful song. Yeah, it's just like I like. It's a really comfortable key for me. It's like I just like these chords. It's really nice to play it. So it's like yeah. musical I Ching in here. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Actually, when I when I came up, with, I really wanted to call the show Radio I Ching, but there was a band at the time called Radio I Ching, so oh, I changed gotcha. it. So okay. I used called it Radio Eight Ball. So just first about that song, I've. For me, that song, like it, just—it's so—it's uh, so hypnotic, and it has this. It does have a sort. For some reason, it puts me in the mind of 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 a of a smile type record, a, a song from that era of Beach Boys. But it's almost like it's what you're saying by simplifying it, by put by putting less into it. It's, it's even yeah, more that. Yeah, and I, and I feel like the recorded version, it is. It's got all the strings and stuff, and it's got this bigger those, production, like the tack piano. Yeah, and the tack piano. Yeah. So so I like it when it's really stripped down. And I also like to make it shorter, you know, literally shorter. Just not don't play the whole song really mm. uh and i actually use it as a tag for like this is the last song i play when i do the point performance because mm. uh, we do a little we tag a few nelson songs at the end and i do this one as almost a joke because it's the last song you say i'll never leave you in the right. last song it's like not a, a joke but well i think so that's where yeah. it gets to for me where and <clears throat> i was saying i think i was saying to marshall that like with all of the <laughs> With all of the children's uh, children of alcoholics in the house, it's like an Al-Anon meeting a little bit here. Mm. And I know that I've had my, uh, I've definitely had my struggles with alcohol. And for me, well, first of all, lime in the coconut. I think in the song, I by when I got older and I, I thought about it, it seems like it's a hangover cure. Right. And but for or me, the, or it's something where the the actual thing that made you sick. A little more of it will actually cure you of your sickness. Like the hair of the dog, dog. yeah. Yeah. But I think that, like, for someone whose music, like you said, in 1941, there's a a theme of abandonment in Harry's music. And that idea that there's something that can never leave you, alcohol uh, and substances often fill that spot, like, fill that space where it's like, you can go away, but I can go and buy a bottle, and tonight I will feel good. Tomorrow I may feel bad. But well, you know you're going to feel good tonight. <laughs> right, and not in favor. It's just like I've lived that. I've lived yeah. that, and I come from a father who lived that, and I've I've just read enough stories about Harry to know that that was part of his diet as well. Right. So I think like the idea of like I'll never leave you is the answer is like. Uh, like it as the if how I would interpret this song as the answer to that question sure. is that it's that mix of like the like in in Lifeline the mix of the sadness and the humor the mix of the simplicity and the like 
I'll never leave you is really sad and beautiful. And if you apply it to this, especially to the song, which is on the same record, you can hear on some level the idea of that relationship. Hmm. And, you know, and I, that was a time when, you know, the thing about that relationship is that it works for it works really well until it doesn't. Right. Mm -hmm. um, much like perhaps the hangover cure. Sure. Like so. So what do you think about how that song answered the question about the lime and the coconut, Rick? It was a bit esoteric. Always is. <laughs> it was Always a bit is. esoteric. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take it as, you know, uh, you know, especially since the idea that uh, a little of the poison might be the cure, mm -hmm. you know, and something that that stays with you all the time and never leaves you is always in the back of your mind somehow. Yeah, and I'll take it one step further because I think on your point there, that's a that's a that's an astute connection that you made. And if you think about the lyrics of Coconut, and it's this idea of you know, and it's a, kind of a silly novelty song, but at the same time, it's like you know, try this what the doctor told you, try yeah. this what the doctor tells you, and it's just sort of this idea of like mixing things together to cure your what ails you, right? right. That's right. kind of the underlying. You could almost envision the song with not just Lime the Coconut, but with other, you know, prescriptions of what to try or whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> if that's the mentality of you know, in the mentality of an abandonment, right, and the, and the, the the trauma of that, and thinking about well, what what's the cure for that? You know, how do you apply the cure to that? What mix and match would it take to you know settle settle that? And, uh, I think you know tying that to what you were saying is uh, another way to try to tie the two together <laughs> as much as they can be. Now, I again, I don't know, I don't know about this. Like, uh, I I only know my own father's situation. My father was someone who. It worked for him until it didn't, and then he got into the program, and then, I don't know, like, he had whatever. I That's hard for, you know, as a kid to track that. My father's, my father was never kicked out of the Troubadour, and it en ended up in Rolling Stone magazine. So I don't have documentation. I just have anecdotal stuff from my mom or other people who were around at that time. But did, did Harry ever... Like get sober? Yeah, or? he did. In the last few years of his life, he was completely sober. Yeah, and then when you talk about the when uh, Zach was talking about how just how much he loved his family and like I feel like that's if you take this if you take it all the way from mm -hmm. the abandonment to to self medicating the abandonment to finding a place finding the thing that can fill that space that is an alcohol, right? Yeah. Which is the love of your family and and I. Again, only projecting through the stories that have been told here, it sounds like that's the arc of this story in a way. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> At least in terms of the lime and the coconut. Right. At least yeah. in terms of lime and the coconut. Then the you lime. can get all that from the lime and the coconut? By all means. Yeah. <laughs> By all means. That's what we do here. Yeah. We get it all from the lime yeah. and the coconut. I, I would actually like a sorbet, a lime coconut sorbet. Well, that's the funny thing, isn't Pretty it? Because coconut water has become such a popular health drink, yeah. and coconut in general has become this popular health item. And, and like I feel like in the last decade or so i've been seeing lime and coconut ingredients more and more more and more yeah. flavors yes. and all all over the place flavors all over the place and and every once in a while i'll get a text like you does do you know about this you know what this? And i was like <laughs> it, it's just too, you know it's just some fruit yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay he you know he, he had his he had his finger on the pulse yeah yeah the, the color i like the like green and lime like the coconut brown uh, green and lime coconut brown and lime green are a good color combination i think personally yeah but very much yeah. so.
And they do pair well. Like a lime, like have you ever tried? Like I did try it one time. I took an actual coconut and I actually squeezed the lime in the coconut in water the coconut and ate water. it. Just, just to, you know, as like a thing. And you yeah, kind of have to, right? You kind of have to. And I just was doing it as a, as a gag, but it was fine. It's fine. Why happen, not? Yeah. You know. Yeah, do it. Makes, it makes a good ceviche. Yeah. And maybe that's the origin. <laughs> maybe maybe that's the origin. Maybe it was just like, oh, there you go. There you go. Tastes good. Tastes good. That's it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher. And check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Show.